I'm pretty sure this talk would be much more effective if I just had Hamish deliver it. <laughs> Because a gentleman from the UK has an entirely different presentation than a gal from Texas. So, thank you. Of course, this is a day where I could talk for an endless amount of time about our topic, which is prayer for others, uh, on a day when I promised you that the talk would be a little bit shorter. So if you see me doing this, it's because rains are pulling me back, and uh, I'm going to make this very uh, brief and succinct. It's our job to pray for others. That's our job. That encompasses all of our divine gifts, all these 12 powers that you see represented here on our walls. It encompasses love. It encompasses divine purpose. It encompasses everything that defines us as human beings that are living a spiritual life here on this planet, or vice versa. It's our job to pray for others. And you don't have to know how. You don't have to have fancy words. You don't have to have a degree from a seminary. You don't have to another. That's simply what praying for others is. You don't have to have an outcome. You don't have to do anything that is extraordinary. Praying for others is holding the highest intention for the highest good for that person and then letting it go. That's what it is. Now we're taught, many of us were taught as little children to pray asking. It's not bad that we were taught that. That's what puts us in the direction of God. That's what ha has us initially responding to, acknowledging something greater than ourselves. The, the very idea of God. Those childhood prayers teach us that. That's the good news. The maybe not so good news is that we get conditioned to asking. I pray the Lord my soul to take. Um, no wonder we were a little messed up about death and stuff when we were kids, right? If I should die before I wake, maybe I just won't go to sleep. <laughs> you know, let's go ahead and just condition those childhood fears right in there too. But it gets us in the, you know, God, please do this. God, please do that. And when we start with God, please, remember that we are not trying to get God to do something. We're trying to get ourselves connected to God. That's what we're doing. We're acknowledging that something is beyond our understanding. It's beyond our influence. It's beyond our making things happen. So if anything, if you're asking, remind yourself that what you're doing is putting yourself in a place of unknowing humility and faith. That's what we're doing. Do you want, I had somebody tell me just a couple of weeks ago, I don't want anybody to say, okay, I'm praying for you. And they were upset because 
maybe they don't want somebody to pray for them. And I, I did just quietly say to myself, well, maybe you need to take a look at that. Um, it doesn't hurt to have people praying on your behalf, ever. Now, if somebody says, I'm praying for you, you might catch their intention that, you know, I hope you shape up. <laughs> I hope you get over that. So be careful when you say, I'm praying for you. How about I'm praying with you? I'm praying on your behalf. Because you all know that sometimes when we're in our extreme moments, prayer is not something that we feel like we can access easily. And so to know that somebody is holding prayer for us when we're not able to hold it for ourselves is a comfort. Because, of course, when we're in extreme moments, we are caught up in all of the, the tensions, anxieties, fears, um, all the emotions that go with those moments. And so for someone to pray on our behalf, hopefully will bring us a sense of peace, a sense of calm, a sense of, of reassurance. That somebody is holding the highest and best for us. Here's the thing about prayer is we get more sophisticated about it. And I don't mean sophisticated in an intellectual way, but in a, a maturation way. The thing about praying with others is that we are not praying for that specific outcome. Because we don't know what's highest and best for another person, do we? Would you want anybody to presume that they know the highest and best for you? You know, what we do when we're raising our children is we give them guidelines and we also allow them to make their own mistakes. We allow them to find their way, even if we don't agree with it. We allow them to find their way. And that's what prayer does. It opens a path for someone to find their way. It's just saying, beloved, beloved, I have the highest intention for you. I know that your God and my God are the same. I know that God is working in your life. I know this. I affirm this. I know that God is present in every moment because God is everywhere all the time. And so that's what we're doing when we pray with others. We're affirming the highest and the best. Uh, this last week, and this is kind of the third week of this, this story. I went out to San Angelo and, um, and officiated at my friend Kay's graveside service. And it was particularly touching to me because I worked in San Angelo. I think I told you back in the 90s, I worked at the Unity Church out there through 94 and 95. And... Um, that was an extraordinary experience that I'm so glad that I had because um, the nature of the people, the nature of the environment in San Angelo, right there on the, 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 the edge of West Texas, is, is really different. And there was something so beautiful about the starkness of uh, the service that day. Lucky for us, the funeral home had erected a three-sided tent to protect us from the wind that was just blowing straight line out there. It was windy here that day, 
It was really windy in San Angelo. Nothing to stop the wind out there. And the, the, the fields are all bare. All the cotton has been, um, all the cotton's been picked. Great, huge cotton bales out in the fields ready to go. All the, all the crops. So it was just the flat land, the blue sky, that wind. And it blows away everything that is not necessary. It felt very pure. And that is reflected in the nature of the people there. I had a nice reminiscence at the funeral home the day before with uh, one of uh, Kay's relatives. We talked about the tornado that came through in 95. And I was there at the time. It never was officially classified it was as a tornado. It was straight-line winds between 70 and 125 miles an hour. And um, it did a bunch of damage to the church and damaged the place where I was living, blew all the, the western windows out in my apartment. And uh, this couple I was talking to, they had a wheat harvest that was ready to go the next day. They lost everything. And yet there they stood. Then they stood talking about that almost 30 years ago. And, um, and there was just a sense of acceptance because they went on with their lives. And so when we're praying, we're stripping away everything that we don't need, just like that mighty wind, that wild wind that blows. When you pray for another, let the wind blow away everything except your pure intention. You don't have to know a person. You don't have to know their name. You don't have to know their condition. You don't have to know any of the details. As a matter of fact, the fewer the better. You don't have to have any advice to give. You don't have to say, have you tried? Please. When somebody tells you they're going through something, unless they say, what do you think? Don't tell them what you think. You don't even have to say, okay, I'll pray about it. Just do it. In a moment, without a word, without closing your eyes, you can pray for another person. It's pure and simple and clean. You connect with God. It's already there. All you have to do is take a half a breath, and you're in the presence of God consciously. And you join with the presence of that person, the person they're concerned about, on and on and on. This week we lost, we, we lost meatloaf, for heaven's sake. Goodbye, Mr. A-Day, and Godspeed. And we lost Thich Nhat Hanh, who was the introduction for many of us to the Eastern way of thinking. And, and so we look at those, uh, we look at his words, we look at Martin Luther King Jr., we look at the, the words that last, that when we hear them, we go, ah. Oh. We look at those words, we take them into us, and we never know in our moment of prayer, when those words are going to arise that will inspire us and guide us in that prayer. It's already all there. This week also, 
just stacking up on all the rest of the weeks we've had, we see in more and more some systemic problems in our society that disenfranchise others. And so we pray for the disenfranchised. We're lifting them up. They don't need us to lift them up, but when we lift them up in our prayer, we're lifting ourselves to be a better contribution to our society. And the other part of that is we also pray for the disenfranchisers. That's the harder challenge, isn't it? Jesus talked about it. He said it's easy to pray for your brother. Pray for your enemy. Try that one on. And we go, darn, almost got away. I have to hitch up my jeans. Pray for our enemies. Pray for those that we disagree with. Yuck. Please, God, do I have to? Yep, sure do. I was telling, I was talking to Kit on the phone in my car on the way in today. Don't judge me. Don't come for me. And, um, and y'all know I drive a Tesla, and I got an update on my software. I'm basically driving a computer powered by electricity. So um, one, of the, one of the things that I can do is program the horn on my car to make different sounds. <laughs> I haven't really done it yet. Um, you can go from very rude noises, and I'll let you just imagine that yourself. Um, but one of the things that you can do is have a British voice that says, Well, I never. <laughs> so tempted. So tempted. I might do it. I think I actually will. If y'all want to hang around after the meeting today, I'll go put it on my car and honk for you. But... Um, because that'll make me laugh about the people that I perceive in that moment to be my enemy on the road. Dang it. Because we need that lightness and that depth at the same time to be able to pray for others. And when I get upset with somebody on the road or in a store or on the news or whatever, it's about me. It's about me. I can't pray for one and not pray for all. So I have to get myself realigned. And, and that's what prayer is about. God doesn't need us to pray. We need us to pray. We need us to get, to get right all the time. When somebody's in an extreme situation... This is the one that comes up all the time. We can pray for healing because healing encompasses so much. And it's good for us to remind ourselves that healing doesn't always mean cure. You've heard me say this before. But healing means what is highest and best for that person. I don't know what that is. I do believe, and we look all the way back to the beginnings of new thought, the science of mind, uh, unity teachings, Christian science, 
It is all of those teachings basically deny the power of the disease, the illness, the injury. Deny the power of it. Not the thing itself, but the power of it. We're basically saying, beloved, as I pray for you, I am denying that your disease, injury, illness defines you. I see you as God sees you, a child of the Most High. And in that, there is an energetic response that travels between us and the one that we pray for. How many of you have experienced others praying with you and felt the difference? How many of you? It is powerful. It is comforting. It is reassuring. It helps put us in the place that we need to be in to go through whatever challenges we face, physical or otherwise. There are many, many good books and readings out there about prayer. I have spent weeks teaching about prayer because there are so many ways, so many ways for us to approach it, so many ways for us to hear that one thing that goes, oh, now I get it. And, and, and my friends, I have been engaged in actively praying for others in this vein since 1987. And it is still a, a source of endless wonder to me, the different facets of prayer that are revealed. It is a joy. And that is one of our themes today, is it not? It is a joy. And there is nothing that connects us quicker to each other than praying with each other. You know what it's like when we meditate together and we, we, we catch each other's energy and it's magnified, it's exponential, it gets bigger than the, the sum of our parts. So this is about us, it's about the energy of prayer, it's about the reception of prayer in another, it's about that joining together and knowing the truth of us as one. That's what prayer is, and that's why it is vital for us to pray for others. And you can do it all day long. Somebody comes to your mind, you haven't thought about it in a long time, just send out a little burst of prayer, love, joy, connection, highest good energy. And you can do it faster than it took me to say all those words. Just boom, boom. Dandelion fuzz, light beams, gamma rays, however you want to think of it. Just sending it out. And you can just drop prayer in all day long. And let me tell you what that'll do for you. Your feet will eventually hardly touch the ground. So why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we pray for others? Let's start now. Let's start now. Let's pray together right now. And so, wait, keep your eyes open and look at me. Yeah. The lights are going to go down. Just look at me.
Let's pray for each other. My conscious mind cannot go as quickly as the prayer is flowing. Do you get it? Do you get it? I see you out there. I see you. That. Breathe. Breathe. So precious, so precious. One of the highest activities of human existence. And now close your eyes. And I'm going to allow you a moment to let names and situations, the pleasant, the unpleasant, all start to rise in consciousness for you. as you let it roll and let it roll. And if you find yourself lingering and, 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 and trying to make something happen, just let it go. Let it go. You're going to have a light touch of prayer on everyone who rises to your conscious awareness right now. And if I said the word children, how many millions of children rise to your awareness? Let's just cast a wide golden net of prayer on all of them. And if I said the hungry, the awareness of millions of people rises to consciousness and we fling wide that prayer. We don't have to know how it happens. We're elevating the energy of the planet. And if I said your grandparent, a living or not, connect. Grandparent you didn't like, it's okay, connect. Grandparent you never knew, it's okay, connect. And all the way back down your ancestral line, And all the children that have come from you either by birth or by earthly connection. And all the children that come after them, all the generations that are to come, we fling our prayer in the direction of the future. Highest and best. Depths of the oceans. Layers of the atmosphere above us. Those who would do good in the world, those who would do harm in the world, we pray. We pray. Elevating everyone. And don't forget yourself, my beloved friends, don't forget yourself. 
Let yourself be held in the light. Until you know that everything is all right. No matter what. Those of you joining us online, I extend the hands of prayer to you, a visible sign of an inward activity for me and all those gathered here. There is no connection. There is no distance between us. There is only connection. There is only love. There is only the grace and goodness of the divine. No matter what. And beloved, will you seal your prayer now? Put your hands together. It's a sign of gratitude and humility. It's a sign that reminds us that we always have been and always will be heirs to the kingdom of God the grace and goodness of everything. Now and forever, and will you say, and so it is. Amen, amen, and amen. <laughs>